tell me what that moment was like when you first realized that the son you birthed actually would become your daughter. What was that moment like? To be honest, I didn't even know what trans was. How would I be able to be in a relationship and reveal to a man that I'm raising a trans child? Someone shows you who they are, mm -hmm. believe me. I'm a lucky mother sucker and I love, love, love Every day and every night. And my haters kind of tight. They just hating on the spot. Now you know what I what I think is crazy. What is the fact that you and I, well, we grew up probably was about what a mile apart, if that. Wow. You know what I mean? It's so crazy. You in Southeast, I'm right in Temple Hills, and then here we are now in LA, living a lives that we never expected, right? At all. But for me, I just know that God has a plan. Mm -hmm. And so the people that are supposed to be at your life at the right time, mm -hmm. they become, they're revealed. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And so when we were on the other side, we didn't have a place for each other. Mm -mm, mm -mm. But now with the growth and the things that we've learned and where we are, yeah. we're aligned. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's amazing to me. Even how we met. Yes. We, I remember I, I remember coming in because came, I came into, into your shop mm -hmm. and we're sitting in there and... And as we were talking, as you were doing my hands, I remember because y'all was booked up, I mean, just long list. And the other young woman was working with my friend, and you like, I'll take you. And I said, okay. So you start doing my hands. And you said, where you from? <laughs> I said, well, I'm from Texas, but um, I spent most of my childhood in Temple Hills, Maryland. And you said, oh my God. I'm from Southeast, but you went to which high school? So I went to Oxford Hill High School. So, yeah. you know, grew up in Maryland, but also lived on the south side of the city as well. Yeah. So, you know, being from the DMV, it's, it's the same just, thing. The same it's just, thing. you know, you, you gravitate to every different area. I mean, for me, I lived in Maryland, D.C., and Virginia. Here. Same here. You know? And we were sitting there. I remember when we were first talking and sitting there, you were talking about what led you here and we both talk about our different trials and triumphs and things of that nature and one of the things that i really 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 wanted you to be able to share was your experience being the mother of naomi because i'll tell you that for so many people out here you know i'll tell you this i know i want kids and when you plan to have kids all you know is you want to become a parent you don't know everything that's going to come with that. You don't know all the nuances, all the differences that are going to come with your child and what it means to adjust and learn about yourself through that process. So um, that's what I want to talk about today. You know, let me just say this. When I made the decision to move to L.A., um, it was that decision was made with a heavy heart. Really? Why was that? Because, you know, as I've, I've talked to you about, my at that time, my kid's father had been... Um, incarcerated, had been in jail for 12 years. Mm -hmm. And through that time, you know, that was the first time in my life that I was able to, to, to really make peace with myself and to learn who I was. You know, living in D.C., you know, having numerous relationships with drug dealers and living a life of, you know, 
I don't want to say the streets because I'm not a street girl. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I am. You interacted with that. I interacted with that. Yeah. And that lifestyle made me into the woman who I am today. And I don't and by any means regret that because no. I wouldn't be who I am. I want to pause on that right now. Okay. Because when you think about that, right, like you said, this is your life. You know, and ultimately who we're around influences, right? So you with these guys, they're making money how they make money, selling drugs. You know, that's the life where it comes with some challenges, comes with some struggles, comes with, it can be a hard, heavy life. And then, bam, you then you're in a position where, I think you told me it was your oldest son who said to you that your younger son at the time said, hey, ma, what did he say? You know, at that time, let, let me just say this. Okay. I'm going to start this conversation by saying that when someone shows you who they are, mm-hmm. believe them. Believe them. Mm-hmm. And that could be somebody showing you who they are and they're a negative person. Or somebody showing you who they are and, and they're trying to make peace with themselves as to who they are. Accept them. Accept them. Yeah. And love them. Mm-hmm. So, you know... Being a mother of a transgender kid, mm-hmm. you know, I can say that right now and not cry. Mm-hmm. And you know. I know. Come on I know. now. I you know. know. I have, I don't want to say battle with it. I battle with it with my community. Tell me about that. I can I mean, imagine the community is probably the hardest part. Come on now. Being a black woman, woman from D.C. and being able to truthfully say that I'm a mother of a transgender daughter who is dope as fuck. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Dope as fuck. And learning that I had no, nothing about what I did as a mother went wrong. It's who she is. It's who she is. I'm glad you say that because a lot of times with parents, when they hear that their children are gay or trans or anything like that, I've heard from some parents that they struggle to accept it because they think, what did I do wrong? Where did I go wrong? I didn't go wrong. This is who your daughter was was born And I started to realize as I'm looking at my child that there was a difference between my oldest and my youngest. And it's my youngest. And at that time, I realized that I had no place in this world to tell my child who she was. Mm -hmm. And at some point in my life, God was going to reveal to me what I needed to know. Tell me what that moment was like when you first realized that was Naomi that you that your that the son you birthed actually would become your daughter what was that moment like when you when you were told that and you accepted it so let's just say you know let let me go back mm-hmm. I drove to LA in a car in my car four days with the, both your boys no by myself by yourself okay. by myself and the kids stayed with my mother I lied to my mother told her that I was going to do a gig in New York for Essence magazine which I did have a gig for Essence Magazine, but I canceled it. Okay. And I knew that I was going to take my butt to L.A. Mm -hmm. to change my life. Mm -hmm. And when I got to L.A., the first thing I did when I got here was I got a tattoo on my hand, and it says free. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, in that moment, I thought that I was freeing myself. But today, because of who I am as a woman, I'm very in touch with myself spiritually, Mm -hmm. that I know that I was freeing my child. This was freedom. Moving to LA wasn't just about freedom for for you. It was also about freedom for your daughter. A freedom for my daughter because in DC, my baby wouldn't have survived. Mm. Child, we so judgmental. We so we so nasty to one another. For me, coming to LA 
in becoming a so in DC I had a salon on Capitol Hill and I specialized in women's nails. Mm -hmm. When I came to LA, God revealed to me that my purpose was with men. Mm -hmm. Now in that journey, I met men like you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I got an abundance of gay men becoming my clients. Yeah. Which in that moment, I was able to talk to you guys and learn your stories. Mm -hmm. And you guys were healing me from something that I didn't even know I need healing from. Mm -hmm. I was able to ask y'all questions. I was able to rest my fears and my questions about my child because there were a lot of things that I was seeing in my son at that time that I didn't have no one to talk to about. Mm. So I would come to work and, you know, you guys would come in and I would say, you know, when did you know? Mm -hmm. And who did you tell? I asked you that before. But still never having that conversation with my child. Yeah. You know, because I didn't feel that that was my place Mm -hmm. to say, are you gay, you straight, you what? If, to be honest, I didn't even know what trans was. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't even know what transgender was. Do. They must say trans for drag queen for this. They don't know. <sighs> so, what for? Just to pause a minute. What is if you had to describe just someone being a drag queen and being trans? I think sometimes people mix up the two. What's the difference? If you had to, based on your own. So definition. so okay. You look at certain. You see sometimes men who who choose to dress in women's attire, but still choose to be uh, in their gender as a male. Yeah. But then you see others who choose to go all the way and get the breast and, and, you know, some possibly changing their, you know, gender and some not. Yeah. But having a preference of being with a male, but, but, but fully recognizing themselves as a woman. So they identify identify as a woman. woman. That's what trans is. That is what trans is. So let's just say one day I come home from work. Mm-hmm. And that whole day I felt very heavy. I didn't know what was going to hit me that day. But again, as I said to you before, I'm very in tune with me. Mm-hmm. I come in the house and my baby says, Ma, I need to talk to you. And I have one of those uh, captain chairs in my, my bedroom where you do makeup like if you were on yeah, set. Yeah, yeah. I'm grabbing on the chair. I'm like, let me sit my ass down real quick. <laughs> What's my baby going to tell me? And said to me, Ma, I don't feel like I'm in the right body. And I said, come on now, what you talking about? He said, Ma, I feel like a girl. And I said, well, what does that mean? What are you saying to me? Are you gay? He said, no, I'm not gay. I feel like you feel. I said, well, how do I feel? He said, feminine. Mm. When I wake up, I want to do what you do. Mm. I want to feel like you, I feel like you feel. Mm-hmm. And I know, Ma, this isn't a game. This is my truth. This is who I am. And in that moment, I looked my baby in his eyes at that time. And I said, listen, I don't have the answers. And I don't understand, but I got you. Let me pause right there, because you said, I got you. How did you feel, though? I felt scared. What were you afraid of? Afraid of y'all. The world. Like, how would the world treat your daughter? Afraid of the black man. Like, how can I date? How would I be able to be in a relationship with a man and reveal to a man that I'm raising a trans child. And then I woke up, bitch, snap out of it. You are the creator of your life. Mm. 
and the right man that's for you is a real man mm-hmm. and he gonna live in his truth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he gonna be understanding he gonna roll with you mm-hmm. but let's just say let's 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 just say I snapped out of that real quick yeah yeah and got back to what was real how do I help my child and I began to meditate mm-hmm. and so you know coming from DC you know we don't you know, let me just say this. I'm from D.C. and I ain't of D.C. You say I'm from D.C. but I'm not of it. I no, hear you when you say that. No. Yeah. I, I never felt a part of my city. Me either. I always, I always felt, felt like different. Alien. I felt like an alien. Yeah. I never felt the same. I always felt like I was gravitating somewhere else. But didn't really understand what that was. And so I started meditating. And I'll never forget that one day I went to a meditation session and the woman said to me, I want everyone to write down their mantra. Okay. And at the time after my child revealed to me her truth, I still not had not completely accepted. Now, what did you not accept? I had not accepted that that this was real, that I had goals for my mm-hmm. That was my that was my little homie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had two sons. You know what it makes me think of with acceptance. Acceptance is not just accepting what you see. It's also real acceptance is grieving what's not going to happen. And that was hard. That's hard. You know, until my son, my oldest, came to me one day and said, Ma, listen, you consuming yourself with the world and the only world we got is us three. Mm. It's me, you, and her. Now, my son at that time was 16 years old. But he had more exposure to your daughter than you did, because he's at home. He already knew. He already knew. He said, I already knew. She had been putting on your clothes since she was like five years old, going to your room every time you went to work and putting on your stuff. But I never told, because I didn't want you to spank him. Mm. So I didn't tell on him. But Mm. I already knew, and I've been battling with this since we was little kids. But I never was going to tell on him, because that's, I love him. Mm. He said, my worst fear is coming home and seeing my little brother hanging from the cl- hanging from the closet mm. and committing suicide because we are not loving him for who he is. And that's a reality. A lot of parents think, I think that, um, I remember when I was in high school, one of my friends came out and went to, um, went to his mother and told his mother that he was gay. And then she, I'm going to throw you out, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do the other, you know, the Bible this, the Bible that. And then he became suicidal at that point. So unfortunately, he did not, he did not, you know, go all the way with that. But that's where he went to. And I'm thinking, rather you like it or don't like it. I say, well, first of all, he don't like it, don't like everything about you. Let's be real. You know, they, children got to accept certain things about parents that they don't like. But beyond that, think about this child's life. Think about them. You know what I mean? When you don't accept your child, that, that could, I mean, that's the reality. Some kids commit suicide because of that. Listen to me. For me as a mother of a trans kid, and guess what? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Y'all can't do nothing with me. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I know who I am and I'm, 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 I'm real. Yes. As real as they come. Yes. Trust me. Mm-hmm. And that day when I went to meditate, I said, what am I meditating upon? And my mantra was love and acceptance. And that's what I live on. Because every day we say, I love you, mm-hmm. but I love your ass with conditions. Mm. I love if you if you are the you that I accept and like. When I go home, my baby got the baddest wigs on. Mm-hmm. She has taught me more about myself than some of the baddest women out here. 
And, and the reality for me is that who am I to judge? And we want to look at sexuality. We want to look at, at, at who you have sex. Why does it have to be about sex? It's about a human being who identifies with who she identifies with. And, you know, the hardest part for me was the fact that her father, her father didn't accept her. Mm. You know, which is in turn, this man is living in true suffering mm. because he's missing out on a beautiful human who is so pure. Listen, to be able to come out at 12, 13 years old and tell your mother who you really are. That's a strong person. Hey, listen here, this is what I told her. If you gonna be a woman, you better be the baddest bitch out here. And you better be better than me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You better be better than me. You better own me. it and walk in it. I immediately take, took my child out of school. Mm-hmm. Why'd you do that? Because I wasn't gonna allow society to, to, to tell my house how, how we living. You not gonna fight my child because I'm a mother that fight too. You gonna protect your child? I'm gonna protect my child, so I'm yeah. coming up to the school. It's it's whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it's it just is that yeah. it's whatever. Uh-huh. So at that moment, I took her out of school. I got her a tutor. Uh, I got her in therapy. Mm, Therapists good. come to my house three days a week mm-hmm. because I feel like when your mental health is in, it is, is 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 sustained, then you can be whoever you want to be. Mm-hmm. Now we going into. Four years later, mm-hmm. my baby is 18 years old, graduated from high school, just accomplished makeup school. I don't post pictures of her. I don't need to. Because mm-hmm. I don't own y'all nothing. Mm-hmm. This is my life. This is my truth. Mm-hmm. And we're living in it. Mm-hmm. And we're standing in it. Mm-hmm. And I know that my life, because I'm a writer, I journal every day. I talk to God every day. Spiritual. I'm extremely spiritual. And I've been that way since I was a little girl that he had already prepared me for this. He already prepared me for this. And I wondered, why me? Why me in the beginning? And when I look at her every day, I said, why not me? You know what I loved about you when I met you? Was you reminded me instantly of my mother. Instantly. Because that's my mother. My mother, you know, my mother, you know, the way she raised me she unconditionally accepted me and it's not like somebody gave her a guidebook on how to raise a gay son I ain't got no guidebook ain't no guidebook and she struggled she she struggled she just wanted to be the best mother she could be and then she told me someday she says listen go easy on me because I don't know what to do I'm trying my best just go easy on me if I get it wrong some days just go easy on me please but you know why I was like why I was able to love her so much through that because even when she didn't get it right every day I knew she was trying we was both thinking that shit out together absolutely and I think that that's what made our bond so real and so what it is today because neither of us are perfect people no parent is perfect no child's no. perfect but we have a perfect commitment to love each other unconditionally. Absolutely. As long as we're doing the best for each other. And when I met you, I was like, I said, you remind me so much of my mother. And I said, no matter what's going on with Naomi, and no matter how hard it may be some days, trust, she's going to turn out good because you are loving her unconditionally. Let me tell you something. You know what You know what, what hit me one day? One day, I said to myself, when this lifetime is over, mm-hmm. and whatever you believe in, God, Buddha, universe, whatever it is, you're going to have a conversation and it's going to be, I gave you a seed. Mm. And what did you do with it? Did you reject it? Did you water it? Mm. Did you love it? Mm. Or did you condemn it? Did you judge it? Did you stand over it and say, you're not what I thought I wanted you to be? When I look at my daughter, and guess what? You got to get them pronouns right. Yes, very important. And that is my daughter. Because guess what? She is such... She not it. She not him. Cause you know people try that shit. Let me say something. It, try him. me. Yeah. 
They try that. Because I'm that mother that's going to stand up for mine. Yeah. 100. I love my children. I li- everything I do every day of my life, I eat, breathe, work hard for my kids. Mm-hmm. And when I look at her every day, I say, I didn't make a mistake accepting you. You know, it was hard grieving over my because I had so many dreams and hopes and aspirations for him. But God blessed me in a whole different light with her. And the fact that I've worked on accepting my life every day, I live in abundance. I don't know how I make it. I make it because I'm making him proud. And for anybody that's watching, that's, you know, you in the church, turn the channel. (laughs) Because I I believe that God don't judge. Not my God. I might not praise the same God you praise. But the God that I praise, he ain't a judgmental God. With people who judgmental, who use the Bible to judge and condemn people, that's a reflection on their own insecurities. They're they're doing that. They're tying their own insecurities to their God. Because the God I love don't do that. The God I love accepts you. The God I love embraces you. But how you turn your back on your child? I don't understand that. I don't either. So, you know, to sit here right now and ain't no tears coming out my eyes, like, it's awesome. Show them these beautiful eyes. no tears to be coming out of my eyes and to be able to talk about this. Um, You know how hard this has been for me. Every time we talked about it, you used to cry. I remember she stopped for me because she'd be doing my hands. I'm going to do you. Give me your hand. This is how you be doing. (laughs) You be like this. You be going in and you be like, I'm you sorry. pull yourself together and you come right back. And for you to be able to talk about it is pure strength. Before we close out this video, what I want to do is this. For every single mother, father, brother, uncle, aunt, grandmother, grandfather who's struggling to accept that gay child, that lesbian child, that queer child, that trans child, that whatever child we ain't even got an identity for it because you know they got so many names nowadays. But I want everybody who ain't straight, for everybody, for every parent out there who's struggling to accept them, what word of encouragement? do you have for them? Because I think some of them are right at the line where they could go one way or they could go into condemnation and, and destroying that relationship or they can cross the line into acceptance and love. How do, what's that word of encouragement to push them into acceptance and love? Man, look at me. Love your seed. Breathe life into your seed. Do not contempt, condemn anything that doesn't look like you. Like, I'm telling you, I wake up every day and I rejoice because my child is alive and breathing. My child is not suicidal. My child is thriving. My child loves me and loves herself and got mad respect for herself. Trust me, y'all gonna meet her. Y'all gonna meet her. But I would tell you that first, love yourself. Because the pain and the, the, the rejection comes from the lack of love that you're having for yourself right mm, now. Say that. And that's real. Like, you gotta love yourself, you know? And at the end of the day, how can you ex- 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 expect your God, your Buddha, your universe to love you when you are placing judgment? Mm-hmm. Go get healing. Mm-hmm. I'm healed. Mm-hmm. I'm good with mine. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. Thank you, baby. I love you. I love you. <laughs> Thank you, baby. You did great. Listen, I'm telling you, me going to DC and talking to my dad, That changed my life. Mm-hmm. I don't need to cry no more. Because mm-hmm. I made peace with the first man that broke me. And just from even telling my dad about my child. Oh, this, you just told him on this trip? 
and my dad telling me, why would I have a problem with that? Mm -hmm. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Next is I gotta talk to the community. Because as a community, mm -hmm. we got so many issues. And y'all women out there with gay sons, let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. Tell them. You wonder why we got so many men in, on the down low? It's because of y'all mothers. You're not loving your son. Hmm. <laughs> they're on the down low because they're afraid of not being accepted. They're on the down low because they think they're going to come home to you and you're going to judge them. Why would you judge your son of to who he chooses for his sexuality? Let people live in their truth. And that's when you're going to be set free. And if you got a problem with anything that I'm saying, you need to just really check yourself for real. Because I feel that in this life, we get one. Allow people to be true to themselves. Love, accept, man, I'm good. I'm out. I'm done. I ain't going to have this back. I'm going to just sip on this. <laughs> Cheers, baby. The truth, love, and acceptance. Love and acceptance. Love and acceptance, y'all.